You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Smiley the dog. I am a mutt. I'm Smiley the dog. I'm super smiley. I'm a cat too sweet to travel kitty. I'm a good girlfriend. Angel's really pretty. I'm a pony and we share a big horse. We have a big yard. Yeah, we have to, of course. I have a pool. In the summer, I stay cool. We have a fountain. Live in the mountain. Live high on the hump. Need to be a spokes dog. I'm Smiley the dog. Woof and super smiles. Welcome to a super smiley adventure on Pet Life Radio, the largest pet radio network in the world. I'm Megan Blake, the Pet Lifestyle Coach, and I'm here with my co-host, Super Smiley, the national spokes dog for the American Humane Association Hero Dog Award. We travel the country energizing pet adoption, helping people adopt the right pet for their lifestyle, and keeping those pets in their homes forever. And we also love to share the message of the human-dog bond and how amazing dogs are for helping people. And this is the exact theme that we're talking about today. That's why I'm so thrilled to introduce my dear, dear, dear friend, Jay King. Jay's a dog trainer, and he is so amazing. I've seen him work with dog after dog, and he works with the way of their spirit. He works from the dog's perspective, and he's also working with the prison program with dogs in Florida. I want to welcome my dear friend, Jay King. Hi, Jay. Hello, Megan. How you doing? (laughs) I am so wonderful, Jay. And Jay, thank you so much. I didn't tell the audience. We are in Florida right now. I'm live in Florida. We're not in in a studio. We are at the Montgomery Correction Facility working with the inmates. Jay, thank you so much for inviting me to work with you. You're welcome. You're welcome, and thanks for coming. Let's talk about communication a little bit. Sure. Everybody realizes that we must communicate with our dogs. Okay, now let me show you an example. What? 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 That's right. <laughs> you see? Isn't that funny? <laughs> and this is exactly what I said now communicating to you because that's so, so important. This is yes. how you started your meeting? This yes. is how they, okay, yes. okay, this is giving everybody a really good perspective of Jay. This is Jay tells it like it is, and he is not afraid to tell anything. So let's set the stage. You're walking in. You're meeting the correctional officers, and what do you do? And I go, <laughs> just like I said a minute ago. Anyway, so then they all look at me, and they wonder, what the heck is he saying? So and I said, I asked them, communication is very important, and they all agreed. And I said, now, let me tell you what I did say a minute ago. I said, please stand up okay. and, and get ready to sit when I tell you to. That's very, very important. So I, I had them all stand up, and then I told them, I said, now, I need you to not sit all at one time. I need you to wait. It's important that you do this. Now, and I said, now, I need you to count every time. When you see someone else sitting down, I need you to count to at least 10. If someone else sits before you, then you need to recount all over again. Anyway, so as they were sitting... I threw him treats, and I said, good, sit. Then I threw another one, and I said, good, sit, and good, sit, and good, sit. I mean, I was throwing all these treats, and they're all looking at me laughing just like you are, and they're going, what the heck is he doing? And I said, well, you're doing something that's all natural to you. You know how to sit. I do not have to teach you how to sit. That's normal. You know what? Dogs know how to sit, too. And, you know, I teach the inmates and the officers what I want them to look for. I tell them I want you to look for these sits. But I want you to look for 15 sits, 15 downs, 15 stands. Why do I have them doing that? Because they're observing the dog's body language. Mm, And they're learning to observe the dog's body language. That's correct. Yes. Because 
And it takes a while to get those 15 sits. But the biggest thing that they're doing at the same, I mean, they're doing, the human part, is, is learning to observe them. But the other part is the dog's learning to observe your body language at the same time. And you're reading each other. You're learning to bond with each other. You're learning to communicate with each other without communicating with words. It's all within the body. It's within all the spirit that we all have. It's going to remember that. It's never going to forget it because we never forced them to do anything. We taught them to watch us. We taught them to look inside of us like we're looking inside of them. And I just love it when, when it happens and the, and the inmates go, wow, this is incredible. I remember what the officer was saying. He says, how can I apply this to my work? That's right, with humans, right? That's right. what he was meaning. Yeah. Right, remember? You yeah, heard him say that? Yeah. So he said he applied it to this other <laughs> officer that was coming in late every day. And he kept waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. And he, and he came up to me and he goes, I don't know how long do I need to wait. I said, you wait as long as it takes. And that's what you have to do with the dog. You do it to a human too. Wait. So the gentleman came in early that day and he started praising him, telling him, oh, wow, that's so wonderful. You came in early. Blah, blah, blah. And guess what? He started coming in early. <laughs> it was so funny. And I said, well, it works both ways, doesn't it? If we're patient. That's right. That's a huge lesson that people talk about that they've learned from their dogs. And Jay, there are so many lessons that these dogs are teaching the inmates as well as the inmates training the dogs. And we're going to get into all of that and all of your wonderful philosophy about dogs. And we're also going to talk with the sergeant, the lieutenant, and the people who have their hands on right in the correctional facility right after this break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. <laughs> Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Pet Life Radio, the number one pet radio network on the planet, joins forces with iHeartRadio to put the power of your pets in your pocket. Awesome. Download the iHeartRadio app and rock Pet Life Radio on your phone, on your tablet, on your Xbox, in your car. Pet talk, pet tunes, and fun pet times. Pet Life Radio and iHeartRadio. Positively possum. It's dinner time in America. Where more pet parents trust PetSmart for natural and expert recommended foods than any place else. And now, we've added more than 100 new varieties to our already wide selection of your favorite brands. Like Simply Nourish, Authority, Wellness, Science Diet, and more. Do what's best for your pet. At PetSmart, happiness in store. Go to PetSmartDeal.com to find out this week's coupon code and save up to 30% on food, treats, toys, and more. And get free shipping on orders of $49. Go to PetSmartDeal.com. P-E-T-S-M-A-R-T-D-E-A-L.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. And we're back on a super smiley adventure. We are on location at the Montgomery Correctional Center live just after the inmate and dog team's graduation, after the inmates have spent weeks with their dogs training them to get them ready for adoption. But it's not just the dogs who benefit. And speaking with the inmates who've gone through this program, they've told me some amazing stories of personal life-changing transformations. I remember I asked one inmate what he'd learned from working with his dog during another prison program, and he told me that he had been in and out of prison multiple, multiple times. And when he was out, 
He would talk with his parole officer, with his family. He had many mentors, therapists trying to help him, but he always ended up back in prison. And he didn't get it until he started working with the dog in the prison program. And then he realized that he had to earn the respect of the dog. And he knows now that he's not going to go back into prison. The only one who could teach him this lesson was the dog. That is absolutely amazing and it takes many many people to create a program like this one this one's called a new leash on life jacksonville sheriff's office department of corrections director tara wild she oversees the operations with help from lieutenant rogers and the hands-on officer officer irie with teamwork from first coast no more homeless pets and jacksonville animal care and protective services together they all have created this program called a new leash on life we're at the graduation celebration here at the Montgomery Correctional Center, and in the room, I see Sheriff's Office Director Wilds. And we just completed the graduation for the dog program at Montgomery Correctional Facility. I'm here with Director Wilds. Hi, Director Wilds. Hello there. Thank you so much for presenting this program. Tell everyone what you have done. You've been so instrumental in creating it. Tell us what your vision was and how it's come to fruition. Well, I can't say that I've done any of it by myself. Most <laughs> of this has been the other people that are involved, but probably around 10 years ago, I began looking at animal programs and how animals interact with humans in general and the calming effect that they have and the research behind that. And I said, there's got to be a way to integrate the animals that are homeless and in need of services with our people who are oftentimes homeless and in need of services that are incarcerated. So it seemed like a natural fit. So over the years, we've looked at different programs. We've seen what other facilities do. And I'm just so excited and proud that we finally got this kicked off here. It is a wonderful program, Director Wilds. And you mentioned the way that animals can help calm people, the way they interact with people. I believe that 100%. Do you find that it's actually helped the inmates? Yes, this is just our first little piece of it, but we have seen a reduction in incidents. We've seen a reduction in, in disciplinary reports, and I think one of the most important thing is one of our officers who actually adopted one of the dogs today just told me that in his 20-year career, this is the best program he has seen for all of the inmates, for the officers, and for everyone involved. He said that this program has actually made his career worthwhile. That is a huge statement. Huge. Thank you so much for sharing that with us on Pet Life Radio. And also, I'm so excited. You said he adopted one of the dogs. Yay! Yes, he did. He adopted Dove. He's got a 16-year-old son at home who's the last child at home after all of his brothers and sisters have gone off to college. And he said house was just a little bit too lonely. They needed somebody else in there with them. Well, thank you for helping bring this program to the world, Director Wilds. Thank you so much and bless you in your work. And thank you so much. And Lieutenant Rogers is here with me now right after the graduation ceremony at Montgomery Correctional Facility. Hi, Lieutenant Rogers. Hi, how are you doing? Your speech was amazing. Oh, thank you very much. First of all, tell everybody how instrumental you were, what you did in helping bring this program to the inmates. Um, well, I'm lieutenant over the program, so I have uh, two staff members that assist me with the uh, program. They really do all the work, you know. I, I'm over ensuring everything is, uh, you know, is moving along and, and going properly. Well, it seems so seamless and wonderful, and the inmates had such beautiful speeches about their dogs. Could you share with our listeners a little bit about what the dogs brought to them, what we heard today? Sure. Incarceration is very stressful uh, for the inmates. You know, they still have families at home and obligations and children. I see some of the families here 
visiting with them after the program. So it was very stressful to be incarcerated, and also you're in a building with a bunch of other uh, inmates. So these dogs come in, and it's a mental release for them. They they forget that they're incarcerated and behind bars and don't have those freedoms, and, and so they can just focus on a dog, and, and a dog doesn't care about any of that. The dog is, is happy and, and loves them for them, and so, you know, it, it's, it's a great release for everybody and reduces the stress. And it's also good because they're actually performing a service. They're helping these dogs become more adoptable, correct? Absolutely. They know they're making a difference in these dogs' lives. That, you know, they're, they, Other than that, these dogs could be euthanized if they're not adopted. A lot of these dogs are great dogs, but they just don't have the social skills. They may go and, and uh, urinate someone's house or chew up their furniture or pull them on a leash where somebody's going to bring them back to the kennel. Well, they only have so much space, and these guys know they're saving these dogs' lives, so they're proud of what they're doing. And you told a very great story. You don't have to tell the whole story, but the bottom line was it's positive reinforcement, right, working with the dogs. Can you just comment on that, the way they're trained? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Mr. King, uh, his, his technique is no hands-on. You just wait for the dogs to do what you want them to do and reinforce the positive. They sit, you know, great. You, you enforce that uh, behavior, and it's total hands-off, and it, it's amazing. I was, you know, I didn't believe it until I saw it and saw it work, and uh, it's just an amazing way to uh, train dogs. Lieutenant Rogers, thank you so much for joining us on Pet Life Radio, and thank you so much for inviting me to this graduation today. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. Uh, thank you. We appreciate you coming. Any kind of great publicity we can get about not only our program, but all prison dog programs. Uh, they have them on a the state level as well. They're all putting out great dogs, so please get out there and, uh, and you know, adopt one of these homeless pets for us. I love it. All right. Bye. Bye. And I'm here with Cameron Moore, the program director for No More Homeless Pets. Cameron, you just got an applause, a standing ovation for the wonderful food at the graduation, but I know you do much, much more than that. So tell us about how No More Homeless Pets is involved with this amazing prison program. Well, our mission is to end the killing of cats and dogs in our shelter, and one of the ways that we do is we partner with the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office to take animals from our animal shelter and provide them with a six- to eight-week training class, which helps make them more adoptable, and then ultimately move them into homes. It frees up space in our shelter. So for every dog that enters the program, we're saving not one life, but two, because it frees up the, a cage for a new animal coming into the shelter. The program is very beneficial not only for the inmates participating, but these dogs come out housebroken, um, they can walk on a leash, they can immediately acclimate into a family without some of the issues that other dogs that have had no training do. So we're really excited. And I love the way that you all work with the other organizations in Jacksonville, like with the um, Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services, and you just mentioned the Sheriff's Department and Jacksonville Humane Society. You all work as a team and a unit. I love that. Talk about that just a little bit. Well, definitely. Collaboration is the key. Um, And nobody can do everything by themselves. So when you work together, you can do more. And we definitely love our partners and are very glad to work with all of them. Cameron Moore, thank you so much for joining us on Pet Life Radio. And thank you for everything you do. Bless you and your word. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Have a great day and thank you again. Thank you. And I'm here with Jamal Zapetta. He's an inmate here at Montgomery Correctional Center. Hi, Jamal. Hello. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Tell us about your dog you worked with. The dog that I worked with, she was such a bundle of joy. When I first came to her, she was quite shy and timid. But after a while, she opened up and she's like pure love. That's all I see from her. She has a good talent for affection. And what did you learn from working with your dog? I believe animals are healers and teachers, and I learn from them every day. Did your dog teach you anything? She taught me how to be understanding, patience. She taught me that, you know, she taught me how to work as a team as well. Which was your dog? Allie. Allie, she was wonderful. And, and in your speech, your speech was so beautiful. You talked about how the animals, tell us what you talked about, about them being adopted afterwards, for the work that you put into this. 
with the work that I put in, I just said that it, you know, it made. I feel like it made a difference in everybody's lives who was around her, our lives as inmates, the dogs' lives, and the future owners' lives as well. You know, because to bring that joy home is quite an amazing thing. You know, I wish everybody had that type of love at home. That's wonderful. And so the dogs helped you. You helped the dogs. You're helping the world by sending them out into the world. So thank you so much for that. Thank you. And I'm talking now with James Mitz. He's an inmate at the Montgomery Correctional Center, and he worked with the dogs. Hi, James. Hey. James, tell me what it was like working with the dogs here. Oh, it was incredible. The dogs, it was just incredible to watch them open up. When they came here, they were, like, shy and untrustworthy. Oh, it's great to see them come to trust us. And, and, and how did, and that, I'm sure that that broke up your day. It gave you a new perspective on things as well. Could you talk about that just a little bit? Oh, oh yeah. It uh, gave us, it was definitely different routine. You know, it broke, uh, makes things go by a lot better, you know. And did you learn anything from your dog? Did your dog teach you anything? Oh, some patience, patience. Some communication skills. Those are very good. Well, thank you so much for talking to us, and thank you for helping make your dog adoptable so he's going to get a new home. Right. Okay, and thank you. Thank everybody for this opportunity. And which dog did you work with? Allie. Oh, congratulations on sweet Allie. Yeah, we all love her. Have a great day. You too. Bye. So we see that this really works. It is so effective, but, but you know, they don't just throw the dogs in with the inmates. Officer Irie is the hands-on officer in charge, so let's ask her and find out how they do it. And I'm with Officer Irie at the Montgomery Correctional Facility. Hi, Officer Irie. Hi, how are you today? I'm so good. And first, Officer Irie, thank you so much for inviting me to join you right during the training program. I learned so much and saw so many wonderful things that you all were accomplishing. Thank you so much for that. You're welcome. It was a pleasure having you today. And now tell all of our listeners what it is that you did, because you were the one who was hands-on right there with the inmates working with the dogs. What was your, was your job during all of this? I am the dog program coordinator. I'm responsible for not only the inmates, but the dogs. I'm responsible for making sure the inmates train the dogs, take care of them 24-7, take care of all their needs, and keeping the program functioning. And that's a very interesting thing that you brought up because you mentioned taking care of the dogs 24-7 because what we've been talking about is training the dogs, the action with the dogs, with the inmates. But in the evening, they sleep right here on the premises. Is that correct? Tell us what really happens in the program. What does it look like? The dogs sleep inside of kennels right next to their trainer, handler, and caretaker's bunk. They're with them constantly. The inmates bring them out of the kennels. They take them outside to use the restroom. We go to training. They exercise. They feed them. They do in-dorm training also. How do you feel that obviously this helps the dogs? It seems to me that it also would help the inmates and the morale. Does it all work in a, in a big positive circle, or what have you observed from this? This is the first time you've done this program, right, here? This is new to me. These dogs have brought out the personalities of these inmates they bond with them. It's amazing. They care for them after the first day they've already bonded. These guys have come out of their shells. They learn to get along with one another. They trust one another because they depend on each other. And their main priority are those dogs. So they're up in the morning ready to go, ready to feed them, ready to take care of them. It keeps them busy. And it gives them something to look forward to, I guess, right? Oh, yes. It, it breaks up the monotony of being incarcerated. Right. Well, we all know that animals, dogs, cats, pets in general, they can help people come out of depression. They can help people heal faster. And I would imagine that in a situation being incarcerated that they could only help in a positive way, right? Of course. I mean, think about it. These inmates have no physical contact with anyone. So they're able to pet these dogs, 
hug them, love on them, and that's wonderful. That's like medicine right there, good medicine. Oh, yes, definitely. Officer Irie, thank you so much for this program that you're doing. Thank you for all of your amazing work, and thank you for inviting me to join you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been a pleasure. So the inmates who work with the dogs go through a qualification process, and the dogs are very carefully selected as well. Kelly Smith with Jacksonville's First Coast No More Homeless Pets works to select these very, very lucky dogs from the Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services. So let's hear right from Kelly how this works. And after graduation, I'm here with Kelly Smith from No More Homeless Pets. Hi, Kelly. Hi. And Kelly, we were together day before yesterday on the premises. I had the privilege of being able to watch you all train the dogs and work with the prisoners. Could you tell our listeners from your perspective about the program? Oh, yeah. I enjoy, it, it serves twofold. It actually it gets the dogs out of the shelter. It gets them out of a kind of a stressful environment, and they're able to learn new skills to help them be better pets. It also helps the inmates, though, because it gives them something to focus on. It breaks the monotony. It teaches them stuff, you know, that they can learn outside of the prison. Life skills and how to deal with uh, their peers and how to deal with stressful situations. And, you know, some of them that have come from, you know, maybe backgrounds where they weren't taught that as much, they learn that here. And plus, they kind of opens up their hearts because the dogs just tend to do that anyway. They sure do. And you're hands-on in helping select the dogs, is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So how do you pick the dogs for, for this program? Because I would imagine it would be very specific criteria. Is that right? Right, that's right. A lot of times what we do, what we've started doing now is we have our two behaviorists that work at ACPS, and I work in partnership with them. We have a play group that we do every morning, which actually teaches the dogs how to regulate themselves and how to teach themselves. So they already are good with dogs. We pull those from the area, from that group. And then what we do is we assess them for food aggression, dog-on-dog aggression, human aggression, as long as they pass through all that, and their teachability and trainability. And as long as all that goes well, then we move on to the next level. And these dogs here are so beautiful. I understand two have definitely been adopted. And there's a cameraman here from First Coast News, and I hear rumors that he may adopt Hulk, which would be so awesome. And you also meant you were talking about the inmates working with the dogs and how it helped them. But also, they work in teams, so it kind of helps them practice working with each other. Is that correct? Yeah, they do. They are paired with, there's a trainer, a handler, and a caretaker. And they all work together to train and take care of the dog as well. Kelly Smith, thank you so much for joining us on Pet Life Radio. And thank you for everything you all do at No More Homeless Pets. We love you guys. (laughs) Thank you. Bye. Bye. And we're been a super smiley adventure. I'm Megan Blake here with Jay King. Jay, this program is so amazing. I'm so honored to have been a part of it. And we just had the graduation ceremony with the inmates and the dogs and, and the lieutenants, the sergeants, the director. So many people were there who made the program happen. But could you tell us some of your specific thoughts on this program in general? Yes, I can see it helping the inmates and the dogs. Going to their forever homes, the puppies especially. The other thing, too, you can see the change in the guys. You know, I I don't like to call them inmates. I like to call them just nice gentlemen that made a mistake. And, you know, and you can see that they come out of their shell. So do the dogs. We pair up the dogs with the guys that we know that that dog's going to help that individual person. But at the same time, that person's helping the dog, so it's a two-fold thing. Rehabilitating two parties at the same time, not only spiritually, but mentally, physically. So when they get ready to go out into that world, they'll be very productive human beings. They'll start all over, all over again. And hopefully we'll never see them coming back here. That's my goal. And that's, that's what I saw today. I saw these gentlemen, some of them you heard them speak, and some of you are going to hear them speak again. 
the lieutenants, the officers. Without their cooperation, this could not have happened. I totally, totally acknowledge the t- entire team. Everyone that's here, including you, Megan, today, you're part of our team. I'm telling you, team to me means together we achieve more in life. And so thank you, thank you, thank you for coming to a new leash on life. And so I, I, it's a, without God's help, I'm telling you, this would have never happened without my wife, without you, without the other people that are around us, and, and the inmates, and the puppies, because that's what brought us together was the puppies. They have some way of connecting us together and keeping us together, not only spiritually, but mentally, physically, in all aspects that we don't even understand yet. We're hoping we can get to that point one day and understand each other. And again, I thank you for this, and I thank the listeners that are out there. Love your dogs. Love them because they're going to love you back unconditionally. God bless you all. And we're going to come back with some of Jay King's training philosophy. But first, I wanted to bring on Officer Parrish from the Union Correctional Facility who runs their prison program called Rock Hounds. And she summed up the mission very, very well. Officer Parrish, we're going to go into this in more detail, but just in a nutshell, like in one sentence, what is the purpose and mission of your program? Well, we save the dogs from a kill shelter. Which love. We love, love that. Absolutely. And then we enhance the safety of Floridians by training the inmates who, when released, will one day be our neighbors and employees. Yeah, and they get skills from this, right? Absolutely. With the skills that will help them reintegrate successfully into our communities. Yeah, and they learn a lot from this. They sure do. Absolutely. They learn a lot. There are programs like this across the entire United States, and I feel so fortunate to be here today at the Montgomery Correctional Center with a new leash on life and to have been invited to Union Correctional Facility also to Rock Counts. And we're going to hear more on training these amazing dogs right after the break. Smiley, can you wait? Good boy. Sit. Stay. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. I'm Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Hi, this is T.O.D. Anderson, and I'm the host of Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. We're going to talk about a variety of topics on canine behavior and training, all based on modern methods that are fun for you and your dog. We might be talking about other critters, too. So join us on Get Positive Results. We'll talk about common issues between you and your dog, answer your questions, discuss different activities you can do with your dog, and keep you posted on current canine news and products. All this on Get Positive Results on Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. 
And we're back on a Super Smiley Adventure. I'm Megan Blake here with Super Smiley. And here's my dear friend, Jay King. Hey, Jay. Hi, Megan. Glad to be back. Now, Jay, I've watched you work with dogs. I've watched you train dogs. And you do. You are like one with their spirit, one with their energy. And I definitely try to be that way with my horses, my dogs, my kitty cats. That's the best way to be. How did you get that way? Or how do you? How did you discover this? All right. I got a couple of questions for you, Megan. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Watch this. The day you were born. Yeah. The day you came into this world, right? If you can remember that back that far. So young anyway, was it yesterday? <laughs> I told you he was my very good friend. <laughs> anyway. Did anybody teach you to see? No, it was natural. I opened my eyes and I saw. Right. Anybody teach you to hear? Nope. That was right there. Okay. How about smelling? Nope. That was there too. That's the dog language. There you go. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is how dogs react to situations sometimes. Right? They use their eyes, then their ears, and they use their nose. Humans use their eyes, then their ears, right? And they start yakking away like crazy. Mm. And then they need to touch. This is how humans react to all kinds of situations. I can't change that makeup on a human. I can't change the makeup up on a dog. But I'm going to show you how to mesh it together. And when you do that, then you're going to learn to communicate with each other. This is how humans want to react, want them to react to them, themselves. They want them to listen to with their ears. Uh-huh. Then they want them to turn around and look at them. Mm-hmm. But they always forget the nose. Right. Because that's what distracted them in the first place from listening to them at that moment. Because what happened is they either they smelt it or they saw it or they heard it. And immediately they turn in that direction. Then the human goes, hey, I'm over here. Pay attention to me now. And if the dog doesn't react the way they want them to, they start yelling and screaming and carrying on and all this. And you know what? You are a totally unstable human being at that moment. And the dog's perceiving you yes, as an do. unstable human being. That's yeah. actually the important part, the way the dog perceives it, right? That's correct. Back to your original statement. Did anyone teach you to open your eyes? Did anyone teach you to smell? Nope. The dog was just born that way, right? That's right. right. And so were we. There you go. So are we. And so we're, we're, we're using all of this, this knowledge that we have of the dogs, and you do this, and you delve into their, their energies and their spirits and, and helping them. This is what I love. Back to the theme of the show, working with the prison programs. So you are the trainer that trains the trainers that, that are the officers in the program. Is that correct? Could you explain that to me, the way this is working? Yes. What we do is we go in, we teach them our basic methods, you know, what we just talked about, communicating. That's the important part. Learning to communicate the right way through love, through compassion, and knowing and knowing and getting the dog to trust you. That's so important. If you get that dog to trust you, you're going to get all the respect you're looking for. And this is a partnership. It's not, I'm going to be your grandmaster, blah, blah, this and blah, blah, that. Yeah, you have to have that a little bit of role there because you got, you got to, it's called encouraging, guiding, and showing. Because if I encourage you and I show you and I guide you, guess what? You're going to come back to me more and more and more. And if you know that I can be trusted and that I care for you, totally care for you, and love you with everything I got in my bones and body, guess what? You're going to trust me. You're going to care. We're going to carry each back and forth for each other. Right. It's just going to grow. And within that philosophy and the way you work with the dogs, encouraging, positive, you have a structure in the prison system. Like you, you go through the basic crating and the, you don't call it a heel. What do you call it when you have the dogs walking with you? There's certain, tell everybody about the structure that you have for the inmates. That's called controlled walking. Controlled walking. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. But it's guiding. And encouraging and showing them what you want. 
And you don't pull on the leash. That's right. the whole thing. You pull on the leash, the dog's going to go in the opposite direction. It's like me grabbing your arm. What are you going to do? You're going to resist me. Right. But if I show you and encourage you and I gently, gently coax you in this way and tell you, this is the way. This is the way to come. Follow me because I love you. And you know what? I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But, well, okay, Mr. King, but he pulls me this way. He pulls me that way. And he's doing this and he's doing that. And I said, well, then look to yourself. You must not be communicating right. Mm -hmm. Why don't you wait? Wait for the dog to come in the direction you're going in. Stop. And then, and then you reward them. That's correct. Yeah, you, you encourage them, reward them, pet them, treat them, whatever it is that you're right. going to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I want the listeners to understand, to get a picture of the program, that dogs stay with the inmates 24 hours a day, right? That's correct. And what we do is, prior to all of that, we do an assessment test on them. Yeah, tell us about the assessment. Right. Yeah, so we do an assessment test. And where are they? This is at the Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services. That's so Big shout out to them. Yeah. But tell us about the assessments and, and where we get these amazing animals that are up for adoption. Yay! This, unfortunately, this is a kill shelter. And uh, so we get these dogs from there. So we're saving a life. That's the important thing, too. I'm very, very proud of that. When we bring the dogs in, and we're actually in about other several institutes, too. And we formulated this whole entire program. A program. At these different correctional centers, you have a program that you've signed on to work with them. So tell us about your program. First, you get the dogs from the shelter, That's and then correct. what happens? Then we bring it to the Montgomery Correctional Center. Mm-hmm. First, what we do an assessment there. Yes. We, tr we assess them to see if they know how to sit mm -hmm. verbally. We wait for it. And we actually tell him to sit verbally. If he doesn't sit, it's no big deal. Yeah, because they're going to learn with the That's inmate. Right. That's yeah. correct. So we wait for it. And if he doesn't, we try it a couple of times. And then we, we see how they take the treats. That's the, another thing. We want to make sure they're not going to be a bully trying to get the treats from you and everything else. We want them to be kind of calm and, and cool and collective. And if they are, it's no big deal either. Even if they do come and charge on top of you and try to get all the treats everywhere. That means we're not holding our hands in the right place. Mm-hmm. If your hands are above your waist, the dog's going above your waist. If your hands are below the waist, the dog's going to stay below your waist. It's just that simple. You're actually communicating to the dog where you want him to be at that moment. No mixed signals again. Right. Right? So Clear communication. That's correct. Oh, very good, Megan. Thank you for helping me. Anyway, so, so there we are. So we, we hold a couple of treats in our hand and we watch them. And then my wife marks it down to see because we have a little sheet. Did the dog take it gentle or did he, is he pushy or is he nippy? And if he is, then we tell the inmate what's going on and we show him how to correct that. Then we go on to the next step as far as we stick it in a bowl and all this. I'm, I'm going to go real quick because it's, it's a lengthy thing. It takes about 45 minutes per dog. Okay, to do the assessment. That's and then, then they're brought to the facility, and, ha and you pair up a dog with a specific team of specific inmates. Right. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. But I want to go back to just for a moment. Okay. We make sure they're not dog-aggressive or human-aggressive before right. we bring them in. Good. Very good okay. point. Very okay. good point. Because this is a safety factor for right. both parties. Right. Okay, right. so now when we bring them in. We're up to that point where we we'll actually put them all together so to make sure that they get along with each other right. for, for about two hours. Okay. And then we teach them how to disengage if they're playing too rough. Okay. We do not allow mounting. You know what I mean by mounting? You know, the dog yeah. jumps up on the other dog. Mm -hmm. And then mouthing. You know, we don't allow any biting or any of that stuff. And we teach the dogs to actually play the right way. 
Yes, and I love that, Jay, because so many times in dog parts, I've seen that when dogs mount, people don't pay any attention to it, and Smiley is never allowed to mount a dog, and if a dog mounts Smiley, I say, hey, and get them off immediately, because the way I view it, in a human, to use a human word, it's just rude. It's rude, and to the dog being mounted, that's only an invitation for them to turn around and snap or growl. You just don't go there, right? Yeah, that's correct. Well, let me elaborate on that a little bit more. Okay. When a dog mounts another dog or a human being, it's a form of dominancy. Anyway, so once we bring them to the uh, correctional institutes, we go over these basic little training methods, and we, and we keep it hands-off. They are sleeping with them, they're bonding with them, and you, you have them do a play period. And I thought this was so interesting. What I observed is you don't let all the dogs out at once. Would you explain why you don't do that? Let everybody know why that's so important not to do that. Well, because if you send out all the dogs at one time, 90% of the times they're all going to be high end. They're going to be running around like crazy, and they're not going to act like they're supposed to be acting. This way you'll get a better picture of what you got. I like letting out all the high energy dogs out first. And I love that you do that. And you let them out one or two to start with? What yes, do you do? Sometimes, depending on how, how much high energy. If it's a very, 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 very high energy dog, he or she's going to go out first. All by herself. Yeah. Right, because I have to burn that off first. Right. Let her smell, let her get out all that yeah. hyper, crazy, yeah. Yeah, and let her, bring her down a little bit, a notch right. or two. Right. I want her to settle down. That doesn't mean I'm taking anything away from her. I just want her to be a dog. Right. Okay, so she's then, expending her energy in a natural way. Just smell, correct. smell, smell, marking whatever she's doing. Yeah, then, then she's ready to rest for a minute. Right? That's correct. And then what happens? Then the next dog comes in. And would that be a low energy or another high energy, no. medium? What would that well, be? Well, that would probably be either, depending on what's going on at the time, I may, if I have more high energy dogs, then I'm going to bring out the next one that's uh-huh. as high as she is. Then we're going to let them play. But this would be the ideal way. I would bring in a high, medium, and then low. Right. I love that. And I I watched, I want everyone to know, I watched that with a lot of dogs that they had. And it worked beautifully. And you've got the inmates there and they're they're stepping in between where there might be a dog fixating on another one, which I'm always watch with Smiley. Just want to throw in, like when I brought Smiley and Angel home and I had Toot Sweet the Travel Kitty, they were allowed to look at Toot Sweet in a very relaxed way. If they're, they were just relaxed in that relaxed panting. But if they ever fixated with their ears up on Toot, I said, hey. They were not even allowed to look at Toot in that way for the first six months because Toot was not prey. Was that good? Yes. Yeah, but that's called the alert mode that you just described. Yeah. You know, they they go into the alert and then they fixate. Right. That's what we call the alert mode. Yeah, you don't ears want up and, right. and, st- and glaring and staring. Yeah. And like you said, it's prey and all this. And some dogs actually will stop moving because movement creates yeah. movement. Right. Right. So this is why I like to bring in high, then medium, and low. Because the low one, it's not going anywhere. Right. He's, you know, we call him the couch potato. <laughs> okay. That's great. And, and this works so well. And then, Jay, then you work with them on the controlled walking, and, and they go through a test. And we had, they went through the test. We had graduation today. Jay, the bottom line here is that the dogs help the inmates. The inmates train the dogs. So they will go into another family, and then they all end up helping that family because they get this beautiful, beautiful trained dog with this amazing history. So, But how do people find out about these prison dogs? There's a website called First Coast No More Homeless Pets.org. Yes, that's right. It's a wonderful organization here in Jacksonville. First Coast, No More Homeless Pets, and we're going to have that up so everybody can see it. Oh, such good news. And a letter follows that dog from the inmates, so they'll be able to understand the dog a little bit more.
I love that because these men, they're filled with such joy and I want to use the word beauty, beauty around these animals. They just love them. The dogs have taught them. Compassion. Yes. Yeah, the dogs have taught them so much. It's a rich, rich, rich bond in history. And so the letter will come with the dog. So we hope, Yes. yes, anything we can do to get this word out. There you go. And again, we want to thank and acknowledge everyone who makes this program work. Jacksonville Sheriff's Office with Director Wilds, Officer Rogers, Officer Irie, and Officer Parrish. There's First Coast No More Homeless Pets, Jacksonville Animal Care and Protective Services, and Jay King. Jay, can you share one more final thought with us? You're so inspiring. And Jay, I love the program. I want to hear all about your philosophy and training, and we're going to get into all of that. But just really, really quickly, so the listeners understand where you're coming from, tell us about your spirit, your mission here with dogs. Well, dogs guide us, encourage us, and show us the way to their hearts. And at the same time, they show us to our own hearts. So well said. I agree. And that's exactly what Super Smiley and I think. Jay, thank you, thank you, thank you again for inviting me into your family. You're a dear, dear friend, you and your wife. Sam and all your doggies, I just love them. Thank you for inviting me on this program in Jacksonville this time. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for being part of our life, and you inspired us. I hope all your listeners are listening in and going back home and hugging their puppies. Take care of your puppies and love them all, not just all the puppies, but all the animals of this world. Thank you, and God bless. Well said, Jay King. And until next time... Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.